Welcome to Living a Sex Positive Life, where we can guarantee the topic will be about sex. We'll talk about the good and the bad, the health and healing benefits, the adventures, the relationships, as well as the crimes and the tragedies. Our mission is to educate, entertain, and just talk about that touchy subject that affects us all, sex. Now here's your host, Angelique Luna. Good evening, everyone. This is Angelique Luna. I'm here with my co-host and husband, John C. Luna. Hello, everybody. So tonight our guest uh, is running late, so we decided to do our podcast at 8 o'clock as normal, just for our loyal listeners and fans there, and give you a quick update on all our crazy adventures and places we're going, and uh, hopefully maybe even, uh, what do you call it, crowdsource (laughs) Help and ingenuity. Would you think that's the right word that we're looking for? Crowdsourcing ideas. I think that, that that's where we're going with it because uh, <laughs> if you do have a question and you are happen to be listening, uh, actually if you're having a question or an idea and you're just listening to this on a recorded uh, copy later on, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter because we're always looking for the topics you guys want to hear about. Mm-hmm. And um, let, let, let's see, to- topics uh, that are in the news. We should go ahead and go straight to the news. <laughs> that feels like you should have like a news sound, you know, the old school like CBS radio sound. Yeah, we got to find that. Okay, topic kicks in the news. Well, it's, 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 it's been a uh, uh, busy news week. I've heard stuff from uh, net neutrality. As usual, um, Trump is... Always in the center of news. I think he arranges that. Uh, his son did some stuff. Uh, what with Russians? The whole Russian thing's going on. But um, let's see. What else? I, I want to talk a little bit about Texas. Uh, Texas, the beloved state that's very controversial to say the least. So not to uh, come down on anyone who lives in Texas. Uh, but they're already suffering just from the legislation. So it's not that we're bashing Texas. We're bashing the politicians. Yes, and the laws. And laws. the laws. For, yeah. for, for, for anyone who doesn't know, there's a standing law in Texas that you're only allowed to own one back massager. Not, yeah, you can't say sex toy or, or adult novelty. It's a back massager. My question is, is there a link between insanity and two back massagers? Because in that case, we're, we're pretty screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have... At least more than five. But anyway, um, Texas is uh, trying to push through something to defund Planned Parenthood. And trying to go ahead and push it through to a federal level and make it an example for other states to do the same. Which is is a tragedy at that. Um, I am a big supporter. Uh, we volunteered. Mm-hmm. You volunteered at Planned Parenthood. Yeah. And they are, I know, I know they, in certain circles, they have a one particular reputation. Uh, but they promote so much uh, sexual health, f- women's health, as well as education. Mm-hmm. And I know we have an event coming up that we're doing with Planned Parenthood. We're doing sex trivia on July 26th at the Pepe Bistro here in Orlando. Uh, the event starts at 7.30, so kickoff will probably be around 8. So we're doing trivia. Uh, the categories at the moment, they're still evolving as we speak. It's going to be vocabulary, sex, myths, because, you know, we all grew up thinking crazy shit about sex and what it's going to do. You like, you know, you're going to get, you get pregnant and you're going to die. 
Uh, Let's see. If you masturbate, you'll get hairy palms. Yes. Uh, then we have uh, fetishes and history. So it could get changed, but right now those are the main themes. We're going to have awesome prizes. So I'm also um, crowdsourcing ideas on that. Oh, no, not so much, but uh, I guess fundraising. <laughs> Looking for donations for uh, prizes and giveaways. I mean, we have some, but I want to make sure everyone gets something, you know, a little of something. Of course. You know, loops, loops condoms, condoms, cock rings, uh, toys, you know, little tchotchkes here, sex related. So it will be a memorable event. Do so. you want to know what we need? What? We, we, we need those handout sex quizzes for, for couples to take home. Oh, yes. Those yeah. little alignment ones where you fill it out and then your partner fills it out. And then you kind of trade for it. And you look at each other and you either get those things of, oh, you're into this? I didn't know you were into that. Or the, oh, my God, you're into this. Um, that that's kind of a hard limit, but um, we'll, we'll all right. We'll we'll discuss that later. Anyway, it at least get couples <laughs> talking uh, about pushing boundaries and trying different things. It starts a conversation, so I'm very supportive of these type of games. Oh yeah, you know, especially it's like, okay, will you do kinky play or what would you do as regular sex? Because you know, people kind of blur the lines a lot with kinky sex, so. You know, for one person, it could be like, ooh, tie me up, whips and change. And the other one's like, could you just spank me? And I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, that's as kinky as I could get. I mean, we, we know several people that they're just like, uh, vanilla sex is all they want. But sometimes they kind of want to go outside and test the waters, but they're scared shitless. So point is don't yuck on anyone's yum i love that i love that phrase i know we gotta make it into a t-shirt stickers the whole nine yards oh t-shirts definitely need to okay stickers first because everyone wants to put stickers on their computers i've noticed that i I know my my computer's still virgin sticker free so yes but many people do put uh, uh stickers all over it's the new way of showing stuff and buttons come in and out and if you heard that great big ba-boom, we are actually broadcasting from Orlando, Florida. For those of you who don't know, not only is this the home of Mickey and Disney, it is the lightning capital of the world. Kaboom. Kaboom, yes. So, which normally we don't have any feedback because we're backed up to the forest, dark, bears, borgs, oh no, my. Boars, meaning, meaning pigs with tusks. So anyway... But the one thing good about being in Florida is we do have a lot of events going on, uh, at least on the East Coast, but a lot of them going on in Florida. And one of them I definitely want to talk about because we're very excited is rope, which is the, actually, it is not rope. Wow, I did that one wrong. It's fire, which concerns rope. You know, our sponsor, The Woodshed, would be very upset with you because they're hosting that event. Will they spank me? I think they'll do worse. Ooh. They will use the vampire gloves on you. Uh, hell no. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> so Fire 2017 uh, is the Florida Intensity Roping Experience. It's going to be in Orlando, Florida, actually down in Kissimmee by, uh, believe it or not, near Walt Disney World. Um, and the tickets are actually almost sold out. Uh, the ticket price is $179. we are actually in that late registration period. But they have three full days and three full nights of classes and dungeons and photo space. And we will be doing our broadcasting live from there. Mm -hmm. During the weekend. So you'll hear a lot of crazy 
interesting stuff to say the least. And that's going to be going on August 17th to the 20th. Right. That's one of our many, many conferences that we're going and attending. Uh, We're kicking it off with Woodhall Sexual Freedom Conference up in uh, Arlington, Virginia. And that is August 3rd through the 6th. So we will be up there. I'm still trying to wait to hear if we can broadcast live. Um, so I have to probably follow up with them. So, But if you're listening and you're from Woodhall, please hit, uh, hit us up to see what's going on. Because we would love to broadcast live there. Uh, and then after that, we come back and I'm going straight to school. Uh, to the uh, Kink Therapy Certification Institute. Also, Hubby's coming with me, so that's the fun part. So it'll be interesting to use him as a guinea pig or voices his opinion or what else do you do to make your personality stand out? Well, it's going to be um, take your spouse or family member to work. Spouse. And, yes, spouse. But, you know, unlike... Um, What's her name? Ivanka Trump sitting in on the World Conference there. Um, there won't be any controversy. Oh, there always is controversy in our classes. That's what makes our classes fun. We, between all the different personalities and conversations and opinions, oh, my God, there's always some kind of controversy. But we like to say passionate discussions instead of controversy. So we encourage passionate discussions mm-hmm. as often as possible. Extremely. So when we come back, we're not even coming back to Orlando that day. We're going straight to Tampa for FetishCon. And that date is August 10th through the 13th. And that is in St. Petersburg. So we'll be there. And like I said, the following weekend, 17th to the 20th, we'll be at FIRE. And then Florida Power Exchange was going to be at Tampa Hilton on the 20th. Thursday the 24th through Sunday the 27th, which again, I need to get a hold of Amia to confirm that we are podcasting live there and having a great time. So yes, we will be up to no good, you know, even if we can't like officially be broadcasting as part of the event, we will try to broadcast on the sidelines because, you know, our our hotel room is still our hotel room, so... Uh, chances are it may not be live. We might just record and then upload due to the fact that we've learned, uh, hotel Wi-Fi's are not the world's reliable and fastest unless we have the option to pay for the upgrade. But we've noticed some of the hotels that we've been staying at, they don't have the, uh, higher speed internet. So broadcasting live will be very challenging. And that's something we need to discuss with the, uh, with fire since we're broadcasting also with fpe too and we'll do our best to bring you the most interesting topics from all of these conventions um the adventures without naming names you know how it is we cannot name names to save people's lives and secrecies and enjoyments of pleasure of the flesh while being safe while being safe and consensual what are the three c's Your three C's. Oh, the three C's. Communication, compromise, and consent. And as long as you stick to that, uh, you should be, well, it, it starts you off on the right page. It, it does. It, it leads to more fun, passionate, interesting, 
in very satisfying relationships and sex. Keyword relationship first before sex because you got to have that together. Uh, let's see. We Did we give props to the Woodshed? Oh, yes, they're coming up with their open house on July 29th from 4 to 7. We'll be broadcasting there. Uh, also, we'll be interviewing a lot of the groups and organizations that does uh, workshops and classes at the Woodshed. So it will be a fun time learning new things because even us, we haven't met the whole groups because we kind of go sporadically. We try to be consistent, but you know, due to the schedule of our lives, it's sometimes impossible. Well, most cities, not all, most cities um, have a dungeon or two. So look up in your city, wherever you might be located, and do a search. And every dungeon we've, we, we've been to has a different feel. Mm-hmm. Um, some are more stricter and formal. Some are more casual. Some are more um, what's lighter, mm-hmm. while some get a little more darker. However, I will say for every uh, dungeon we've been to, there's definitely been a welcoming feeling uh, from most of the people, mm-hmm. if not all of them, at those locations. And just to be clear, <laughs> a dungeon is not technically a medieval dungeon. Uh, Even though of- the decor can be. True, true, but most people leave smiling, if not happily shaking. But um, at these dungeons, uh, to to, to give an explanation, um, there will be flogging, there will be whipping, uh, there will be um, spankings, there will be, uh, depending on on the level that is allowed, um, blood play, there will be cupping, uh, electric play, um, roping, um, voyeurs who just kind of sit around and watch. There, a lot of dungeons will offer classes. So if you don't know, but you're curious about something, if you're curious about roping, if you're curious about electric play, usually they'll have classes where you can go in knowing absolutely nothing and just watch. And if you choose not to participate, that is, that's okay. No one is ever going to force you or sneak up behind you and shock you. Um, they, they've all been very welcoming places for all the dungeons we've been to. So if you're if you're debating kink and you're, you're really not sure and you've done your research online, of course, uh, I always recommend a site called FetLife, mm-hmm. which has been a good site. But I'm finding there are now other sites out there as well. And there's actually now some dating apps which are uh, uh, coming about. Um, but... Go ahead and, and, and push your comfort zone just a little bit. If you can get the courage, uh, go or post on FetLife uh, in your local groups about these dungeons to find someone to go with or ask questions to. Normally, um, at any dungeon during their operating hours, there is a dungeon master, which is designated by some type of uh, glow-in-the-dark badge or armband or something. Um, and their job is to guarantee your safety. Because, believe it or not, it's called a dungeon, and you go there, and there may be lots of stuff going on that is not happening in many other places. It is still a business. So they need to um, align, what's the, what's the, a bye-bye. A bye-bye, yeah. Um, the local laws. So the one thing you will find at a dungeon, most dungeons, is that there's no sex. No, there is none. 
because due to the fact that of local laws, state laws, county laws, that they don't allow sex on the premises, even though it's a membership club, there's a little bit different than versus a, a swinger resort or a swing club there. Because again, even those clubs have a different licensing together with the swing clubs. Because with a dungeon, there's also no alcohol either. Because they want everyone to be consensual and of sound mind to understand. But that life, you could also find a variety of people, including swingers, including um, pansexuals, asexuals, the uh, various different lifestyles. It's not just for the power exchange BDSM community. It is for everybody of alternative lifestyles. So that's always a great place to go and meet and chat people up. And we're on there, um, both as John C. Luna and Miss Angelique Luna. If you have questions, just feel free to ask us. Um, or like I said, ask us on Facebook or Instagram, Twitter. That's where we're all located. You know, find us everywhere. So it, it is definitely, though, a standard, like you said, that mm -hmm. when you do look at a, a, anything in the BDSM community, in, in that type of uh, dungeon community, there there is no alcohol. Mm -hmm. um, there is some creative workarounds for alcohol working into the swinging community. Right. Swinging community, it's various. It's completely different. So now we're going from power exchange relationships to ethical non-monogamy relationships there. Because what they have, it's either a BYOB and the clubs provide mixers like sodas, juices, uh, and food to, um, what do you call it, having a bar attached to the playrooms but not connected by a doorway. So you have to exit out of the building and then go into the other building there. But it is interesting that there, even the playrooms are still separated because it, by law it has to be two doors separate from the main entrance to any kind of nudity room that goes for any swing club that we've attended. So it takes a while before you get there. And the laws will vary from state to state. Mm -hmm. But there is some consistency on how many of these clubs will operate, and they are different. Which we're trying to attend as many as possible in conferences, but it's like due to limited resources and spoons of time <laughs> and, and school, I know it's like this has just been a crazy, crazy year. And we'll be adding additional podcasts here and there. And also um, feedback-wise, I, I think we should be uh, changing kind of our um, title so it won't be no longer like conversations with so-and-so. We'll have, you know, uh, latest updates with, you know, something i don't know we haven't come up with a catchy title for our guests which is a repeat uh goddess amberly to let us know all her oh she's a lot of fun she was so much fun so much fun there well, we'll be talking with her later tonight we're going to rebroadcast uh a second one yes mm -hmm. two tw two in one night um another episode and then Sunday, we're going to broadcast another episode. This is like a special one. It should have that special dee -dee 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 noise. It's going to be with our favorite uh, lawyer friend pa who does poly and poly law. So we're going to, Polly Needs a Lawyer. It's going to be the title for that one. So, so we're, we're talking about 
the laws and how they affect polyamory couples, relationships, and families because there's quite a lot of disputes here going on because I know right now, which is kind of interesting and leaves you like, huh? It's like, let me understand this. The LGBT community has more legal rights than a heteronormative polyamory family. And it's like, try to grasp that idea when everyone keeps, you know, talking that LGBT doesn't have enough laws, but here they've actually have more laws protecting them versus polyamory nucleus families, or I think it's nucleus. I can't remember. I'm still learning the vocabulary on that. <laughs> yes, the, uh, the laws in open relationships still have a long way to grow. Uh, just like the laws in the LGBT plus community uh, had a long way to grow 20, 30 years ago. And we're so glad they have come a long way. Mm-hmm. Now in all 50 states, they could adopt. So happy for that. Well, since we're going on news such as that, I actually have a health alert. Yes. Uh, on this show, we do always uh, promote safe sex, mm-hmm. consensual sex. Um, But we've come across several articles in the last two weeks that the new smarter STD out there is not AIDS. It's not HIV. It's actually gonorrhea. Mm -hmm. Gonorrhea is a, uh, it's a bacteria, what's the STD? That would make it. It's a bacteria. A bacterial infection. Because there is a cure for that. But this latest strand of gonorrhea is not reacting towards previous brands on that well that's what happens when i start looking at an article and it auto plays we do have some bloopers here and there so (laughs) it happens but yes gonorrhea uh is now um appears to be harder to treat than before the new strain out there is becoming a problem uh it is antibiotic resistant and this is coming from the World Health Organization. So this is mm-hmm. uh, not just coming as a local um, issue. The, this is breaking out in Europe as well as parts of Asia and Australia. So It hasn't hit the states yet that I'm aware of that any cases are. Right now it's still in Europe. Okay, it is only over in overseas. Right. But either way, we're in a global society. So, uh, uh, if you have a penis and you're not fluid bound confidently with your partner, well, I have to go ahead and say it that way. Well, how about the vagina? You know, it also, you have to realize it's not just intimate sex. It's also with sex toys. If you don't properly clean your sex toys, then you have some ish, then you have some disease or something. Remember Yogi Bear story I told you about? No. Okay, there was these two girls, they were out for lunch, they got a little frisky, decided to go home and play with uh, one of the girls' toys and found out that it irritated and burned her because the toys were old and not properly clean. So later that evening when her husband came home, they decided to go through the toys and just, you know, throw out all the old ones that were like questionable and they threw it out in the trash, and they lived in an area where bears are very popular to roam around. Well, 
when they uh, luckily the husband got up early before the high school kids just to find out that Yogi Bear went through the trash and their driveway was scattered with sex toys everywhere. <laughs> and then when he was, you know, trying to pick up to throw everything out, they realized some of the toys were missing. So Yogi Bear and Boo Boo are having a good time with somebody's sex toys there. Unfortunately, we don't know if they they know that there's some kind of like bacteria or disease there that uh, could fi- cause infection. I, I don't think the bear's going to use the sex toys. I think he might eat it. But we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> you know. So, like I said. So, so going back to my point of concern, if you have a penis, wrap it. If you have a vagina, make sure it gets wrapped. And everyone, please clean your toys. Believe it or not, for most toys, not all, the dishwasher is a great way to clean your toys. Again, mm-hmm. make sure top rack. Make sure top rack and make sure mm-hmm. the dishwasher safe. If not, make sure you do clean them with antibacterial soap. Mm-hmm. both at the end of use when you're done and it's always a good idea because you never know uh, what happens in even in your own storage wash them beforehand anyway right you know safety first yes because uh, sex toys today they're not the 10 20 30 toys we used to buy oh no and and, and i know when you buy a 100 200 perhaps 300 pleasuring device and you take it home and you wash it, you play with it, it becomes your favorite. And you put it back in there, and after a while you forget that, oh, I used the wrong lube with this, and I didn't clean it. And you go in there, and all of a sudden you realize it's disintegrated. Yes, there are certain lubes, if left on certain toys, like for example, silicone silicone lube does not play well with silicone toys. No, that's that's a a matter and antimatter. Bad things happen. So make sure you go ahead and use the right lube for the right toy. Sometimes you will have to use water-based lube. Right. And Sometimes make... even wrap up your toys in a nice cloth or bags. They do sell those. You know, just ask what storage um, containers they have at your local sex store. It, it's not too ashamed to, like, try to take care of it. I mean, you take care of everything else. Why not your sex toys? Definitely. Definitely need to take care of those toys, especially when they are such an investment because... No, no, no one wants to have to buy that $300 sex toy for a second time. Or try to buy the plug because someone accidentally oh. threw it out. Yeah. You still have to replace that. Jimmy Jane 2 or missing plug. <laughs> so sometimes uh, when, when you're in a relationship, married or partnered, and you want to do the nice thing, which is clean up, Sometimes things become casualties and are not known for a while. So that, I, I, don't, I don't think that has a place in our, uh, on our show. I will just say don't throw out your wife's sex toy charger. She will never let you live it down. Because he's yet to replace it. But on that note, we do have another half hour until Amberly calls on in. Yes, we do. Uh, trying to think of we we talked about. Oh, and I'm trying to confirm another live broadcasting uh, for a grand opening for an adult novelty shop here in Altamont Springs. So we'll see how that goes. Supposed to be next Friday, the 21st. I know they're doing a lot of giveaways and toys. Uh, follow them on their Instagram. 
um, as soon as I confirm, then I'll give all the information. I'm just kind of that greedy kind of girl. <laughs> I, I want publicity for both ways. Now, you know, I, I love, you know, whatever's good for the geese is good for the gander. Let's see. Absolutely. Uh, what other crazy? Oh, also properly know how to give spankings and watch where your hand is landing on your partner when you're doing spanking play. You get really passionate and then sometimes injuries occur. We just had one recently. I'm still suffering the consequences. Well, one thing we will be doing starting in approximately two weeks is we will be having... Um, video brought, put on YouTube. We're going to start making videos of this in addition to our podcast. And one of our uh, uh, first few will be um, entering in a dom and sub relationship. And what happens when things go bad? Casualties. Lots of casualties. And here's the thing. Everyone will tell you at some point they will go bad. You will hit wrong. You will rope wrong. And even if you do everything right, eventually there will be injury. It is not an if or a, it is a when. When will they become injured? So, if this is something you do like and you get into it and there is an injury, you're warned about it. But one thing I never hear people talking about is getting back on the bike. Right. How do you go back in and get back to the spanking, get back to the roping, get back to the fire play once you've had an accident? And that's probably something we're going to be covering real soon uh, in video format. So look for us on YouTube. We do have a YouTube channel. Subscribe to that. Give us lots of likes. Right. If you give us lots of likes, that ends up to potential sponsors, which means we get to funnel the money back into more strange adventures and more educational resources that we will go ahead and provide back to you. Yes, we always like to give back as much as possible there because everyone needs to learn. Everyone needs to enjoy sex to the fullest uh what else uh all our adventures are getting kind of comical there because we are uh our coaching clientele is growing which i i didn't think it would grow so quickly but i think because of you guys sharing the love liking our posts in the podcast it has grown and you know you trust us and you know we will always give you the most accurate information and if we can't we'll find someone who can because we want to make sure you're having fun out there. And if you are interested in coaching and you are outside of the Central Florida area, we do offer it over Skype as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta love the 21st century. Yeah, we've had a lot more opportunities now than ever. So e- even technology five years ago wasn't like it is today. Uh, because five years ago we wouldn't have been able to podcast like this. Some people still do it old school wise. Ooh, which reminds me, we actually not we, but there was an anniversary recently. Believe it or not, the iPhone iPhone turned ten years. Yeah. And my exact thought was, it's only ten years. Given the surgical attachment of so many people to their iPhone, can you believe it's only been ten years? I mean, come on. Trying to remove an iPhone from a teenager today, you might as well be trying to, like, remove a toe. No, just take away their oxygen. I think taking away their oxygen is the only way to get the iPhone away from them. (laughs) (laughs) 
But come on, then you have like all these infants that they sit there and, and that's all they know. That's their new babysitter. Remember back in the day, our babysitter was a console television. Now it's a portable TV. I mean, everywhere we go, grocery stores, restaurants, you know, Starbucks, all the kids have their headphones on and they're glued to their iPads and iPhones and watching whatever it is that they do. I mean, come on, a two-year-old takes better selfies than me. That is true. That is true. We did find a two-year-old that learned how to uh, power on their iPod, their iPad, mm-hmm. log back into the Wi-Fi, and reinstall the apps that her, her mother deinstalled. So, um, yeah, wow. Yeah, they, um, they're they're super smart. But again, then here's where my my troubles is with technology. How about the social interaction? Because we do preach a lot on this show about communication, consent, um, compromise. How are they learning that if they're just grunting and caveman-like on their technology? Well, I believe that is both the concern of parents, the concern of society, and the concern of other podcasts that don't start off by saying you should be 18 years old to listen to us. If not, please shut this off. <laughs> uh, okay, then we have to rechange our opening because uh, we got to say, if you're 18 age, uh, under 18, we, you can't listen to the show. We mark all our broadcast as explicit. Well, yeah, but, you know, we do say explicit, but maybe they don't like to read. And they're just like, oh, I like this title. Well, I guess that's why yeah. we never, like, really put titles. But we have to change it up because some people were like, interested in that versus conversations with so-and-so well we're growing and we will be changing but evolving we're not sure but either way it'll be better to serve you guys so we're we're trying you know another fun topics we'll be talking and exploring more our uh nres you know new relationship experiences uh how to handle what cross-pollination of uh, relationships, power exchange, ethical non-monogamy, fetishes, no more splashing? I don't know about splashing too much. (laughs) I do definitely think, uh, from what we've seen, we need a topic to discuss um, what happens when your kink is not your your partner's. And whether it's your partner is poly and you're not, Mm -hmm. or your partner is into the power exchange BDSM and you're not. How do you get your needs fulfilled but still maintain your relationship. And insecurities from the others because that that's what we find very common that with the changing of relationships or sexual desires that the other partner becomes insecure. And, yep, that, that, that can happen. And, you know, everything I hear from every poly couple or, or polycule or, or poly person I talk to is that the thought that jealousy doesn't exist is a myth. Mm-hmm. It's what you do with it. Jealousy in the poly community is not something that is so much a negative emotion. It's accepted as a natural emotion and it's dealt with as opposed to hidden and letting it get out of control. So we definitely need to go more and exploring those um, those aspects of mm-hmm. emotions. Right, or even suggesting that, okay, 
where now a poly or open relationship when the other partner was already cheating on the other and then try to justify it and backtrack and it's it's interesting how that works i know dirty lola talked about that in her relationship and how it worked but it seems to be more common than people think but with dirty lola bless her heart it actually worked out for her but Compared to other relationships, how does that work? Does it work? Well, we need to find some more guests to go ahead and work with that. Yes. Well, I know we've had a couple of case studies in that class about that. And it, it was, uh, holy crap, that was a headache and a half there. Because the, the one case study we were talking about, the, the main partner that was cheating, definitely... Uh, Dictator, tyrant, and all about me personality. And it was like, whoa. That that was interesting. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's um, some crazy topics and things. And it, it's just to remind you what we talk about. It's that you're not alone. And we will figure out more topics, things to talk about, um, especially from the conferences we attend. I know we have quite a bit of upcoming guests that I've met from ASAC and Blogger to be on the show to talk about diversity, people of color, um, let people know that, hey, it's not just a predominantly white, you know, sex education. It's, it's sex education for all. Well, recently I actually attended a, uh, a Dom roundtable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I did have to leave early, unfortunately. But one thing I was amazed about was, um, and I'm going to use the new term here, there were uh, was about a dozen of us, but three of them were people of color. Mm-hmm. And two of the doms were women. So it's always good to see that diversity out there. But we do have our next broadcast coming up soon. Yes, so we're going to sign off for now, and then we'll chat later. See you guys soon. Talk to you soon. Tune back in at 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock. And we'll be having God Assembly tonight. Yes. Repeat, Gav. Bye-bye. Bye.